man. This is Dropping Jews. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to this new podcast, Dropping Jews. Redefining what we thought was true. So today we wanted to talk about... Just that jewel, that energy, man. Yeah, Einstein energy. ain't gonna know how to act, man. What Nikola Tesla when you need him, <laughs> man. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Dropping Jews Podcast, and we in the building, baby. Uh, you know, we out here. It's been a lot going on in the world. Uh, there's a new elected president. Um, uh, what else been going on? I mean, it's been a lot going on, man. I'm sorry. My bad. We can go through the list of things. <laughs> Where do uh, we begin? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question, man. I, I seen people out there celebrating and 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 happy for the new elected president, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden, the vice president Kamala Harris. Uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting start. I want to say, uh, but I, I I don't want people to lose the the fight since they feel like that you know the person that they wanted in office got elected now this is when the real work starts this is when you you have to be involved in your local government this is when you have to uh put in some kind of effort in trying to uh cause legislation to pass laws that's going to help the community out you know, I think a lot of times we look at they 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 pin us against each other as far as black and white, but the real but the real problem is we're not holding these politicians accountable. It's a lot of things that's going on right now that politicians are getting away with, especially in these times of the pandemic and the COVID nineteen, where you are supposed to be in positions looking out for the well interests of your of the American citizens, and you guys are underperforming. And I feel like that's that is the real issue at hands. Like, when are you going to start holding your politicians accountable? How is it that we still talking about um, people being unemployed in America and COVID-19 is going on right now and they don't know where they're going to get the next income from, you know? And maybe I'm just talking, you know, just, you know, just talking, but... I think it's a serious issue. I don't understand how a politician can do their job and look at people and just be like, I did did my best. Right. But I'm still getting paid. Right. Even though my people get furloughed, but I still get my check. I still get my benefits. You know, I I think that's a hard feeling. The kind of person I am, if, if I can't ride with my people, then I don't need to be riding then. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm down for my people. So if I say I got your back, goddamn me, I got your back. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't understand. I I don't. That's why I know I couldn't do politics because I ain't about kissing babies and shaking hands, man. Because in the end, we supposed to be doing something for the people. Them they the ones who voted voted you in. You know that you exercise their right to vote. And like I said, the, the real work starts now. Let's see what we get. You know, we was we was celebrating when Obama got in office. You know, first black man. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we forgot we forgot about the local and the and and and, and your uh, Senate and House of Representative votes. You know what I'm saying? So it's important that you understand this this realm of politics, man, because they the ones who are passing these laws that are affecting you in a way that. You may not understand. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's easy to lull us to sleep. It's always easy to pull, pull the sheep over the wool. Yeah. Ain't that how they say it? <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm sorry, man. I went on a, a rant. Go nah, ahead. Go nah, ahead, Misha. I mean, go ahead. It's you know. definitely worth a conversation. 
uh, obviously that's been in the news. Everybody's been talking about uh, the Biden and uh, Trump election. Everybody has been talking about how long the election process has yeah, taken, taken. Yeah. which we are pretty fortunate in this modern era that usually we can get results within a couple of days. Facts. Um, but go back in history, though, I mean, it would take sometimes weeks for them to know the president. So um, it's been a funny time. I, I just like 2020. What I time. think is funny more than anything is just the way in which Trump has responded <laughs> To the and so I'm indifferent. I want to tell people this before I, people think I'm attacking Trump. I don't really care whether it's Trump or Biden, but it is so funny how Trump is handling this, and I'm I'm getting a good laugh. And I wonder what's going to happen when it's time for him to leave office. Will he leave office, yeah, well, he or will see. he have to be removed? <laughs> From the White House. Going and, to get the Cheryl, huh? Pull them out, huh? <laughs> and if he is evicted from that White House, since he be talking about sheriffs, <laughs> what would that look like on camera? Uh, Will he be in cuffs? Yeah, well, he could be. Will they have to detain him before they remove him or what? I mean, because at this point, the man seems to be delusional about the results. So, I mean, I'm neither here nor there, whether it's him or... Uh, Biden, because I can care less. There's always an opportunity for you to make money, whether who Republican or Democrat, and that's why where I'm getting out of the feelings about president and figuring out how do these people choose the policies or what policies they stand by, what's their platform, and find industries to invest in. So that's my mindset now. I mean, so all you guys and gals, y'all can have the Make America Great, or you can have the LGB and the fight and all that. That y'all can have that. I'm not gonna be at no rally or protest <laughs> with the Proud Boys, Proud Girls, Antifa, whatever you want to call it. I'm good because it's only one group right now that I could say I would support, and it's the black man <laughs> and black woman. I protest and march for that. But I'm not protesting for the Proud Boys or Proud Girls and whatever you want to call your organization. It's just simple as that. Simple. Simple and simple and plain, just how you made it. What does democracy mean to you, man? Democracy, what does it mean to me? Yeah. Uh, I would think that for me, democracy, trying to make things as equitable and fair as possible. I mean, obviously there's no such thing as perfection and that's always understood in life, but I think the idea of a democracy is make sure those people who live upon or live within that democracy jurisdiction have rights and they are entitled to be a part of that body or institutional uh, idea right. that you know that's right. blankets that area, right? You know, I, I'm I don't necessarily want to call it political, but in a sense, it is. So, I mean, let me take that back. It is a political, so that it's whatever be a part of that whole political process. And 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 the reason I ask you that question is, the president has so much power that it, that it can ex, uh ex, well not exhibit but it can uh utilize the president needs majority house of representative and majority senate in order for its policies to uh and well in order for its policies to be put in place or enforced in order to pass so I was just tri tripping off of this democracies, you know what I'm saying? You have the Republican and Democratic, the two parties. Let's just say if he gets in here and then the Republican still has the Senate, they're going to, well, I, I'm not going to say they're going to. It's assumed that they will uh, not rebel, but 
they will uh, try their best to go against what Biden wants to uh, put in place as far as policies and procedures if it doesn't fit what they want to fit. And they have that power because of the the uh, Senate. They have the uh, majority Senate. So when I, when I think of democracy, is that democracy? It's checks and balances. So when this early on when this nation was established, and I hate to get too political, people. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get into too deep of this politics. But um, when p- politics was early established, that was Thomas Jefferson, mm, yeah. which was the Republican Democrats or Democrat Republican, and then you had uh, Alexander Biden. Hamilton, who yeah. was a f- Federalist. Federalists believed in um, bigger government. Facts. Whereas, uh, I don't know, It's I think it's a Democrat, Republican. They believed in smaller government. So, Thomas Jefferson was for the rural farm. Yeah, him and Andrew Jackson, wasn't he? Well, I think they was part of the same party. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah so. Long story short, Federalists and and Hamilton, they had papers and his other couple of minions that he had. They wrote these papers and ultimately they won because they wanted to prevent the idea of mob rule. Mm. So that's why you get the way in which it has been established with smaller states having so much power in a presidential election or a person that can have a popular vote by five million but still lose. <laughs> right. And that's because he doesn't have control of the That's because they want Alexander Hamilton and they didn't want mob rule. They didn't want the majority to always beat out. So I mean in a sense it's genius. So when we see what we see today with uh, Republicans having control of a Senate it's part of the part of the process that goes back to how this nation was established, allowing smaller states or people that live in sparse uh, neighborhoods to have their voice heard amongst larger, more metropolitan, dense, highly densely populated areas in these bigger cities. So, um, in a sense, that's really what the idea of what this country was established on to have the republic i'm just yeah i, know I can say my opinion whether i have separate agree op- with or not that's i have separate different. opinions about right. the parties but you know the the whole idea was to have voices being heard and so those republicans who may still control the senate they're doing something right in their districts to continue to be reelected. so it's upon the Democrats to galvanize, campaign uh, more, or canvas more in those areas. You made a good point as far as uh, campaigning for those districts, or at least that's what they're uh, supposed to be doing. But when you look at politics, uh, are they really campaigning for the whole district? Or are, are they campaigning for the influencers, um, aka the lobbyists? <laughs> well, you know that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> in this political discourse. Um, Obviously, we know what time it is with that. So, all, what they say, follow the money. Yeah, you follow the money, and you'll find exactly what's the root issue and who who's benefiting and who got it under the table. Okay. So what is your expectations going into this new presidential election and, and vice president? My expectation is how can I make money with a Democrat president and the possibility of a house that's controlled by the Democrats, by a slim majority, and mm-hmm. by a Senate that's controlled by a Republican. Okay. So believe it or not, Joe Biden trends towards being a moderate Democrat. So he will be working across aisles with Republicans. I he, agree with you. He is not a progressive in the sense of AOC yeah. uh, or Cor- Corrine Bush. Yeah. He's not as progressive as that. So yeah, I don't... He's, he's not as extreme as them. I don't believe 
He can work that floor. Right. Yeah. Though he's going to have some sort of time passing certain things, I think there's going to be a, a lot of things you'd be surprised going to get passed because he's a moderate. So, I agree with you on it. He's very con- – he's a con- – he's – yeah, he's a moderate. I was finna say conservative, but, but he, it is. I mean, it yeah. is. He's he's a, he's more of a conservative Democrat. That's right. what you call a moderate, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, but you make a good point because, like you said, it really didn't make a difference if it was a Democrat or Republican in the office to me per se, personally, because I was going to move the way I was going to move. Like you said, it's it's a way of trying to figure out how can I make money, no matter who's in office. What party it is, um, but I do want to say that I do like the conversations that came out of this election uh, amongst the black people, as far as you know, maybe investing more into the black uh, dollar and holding some kind of power or strength. Now I don't know how far as it has it got, you know what I'm saying? How much running room that it has, but. I do feel like that that conversation is long overdue. Um, if what, we, what you mean? What conversation is that? Uh, black people being able to sit at the table. <laughs> and what I mean by that is is being able to be just like the lobbyists or being those influential people that can influence the, or whoever party is in there and looking out for our interests as far as what do we want and what do we need. Um it seems like other races are able to perform those type of things, but when it comes to us, it's like, yeah, okay, uh, you know, that's cool. Uh, we'll just put y'all in a group of minorities, so you kind of lose that 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 uh, that voice when they kind of lump you into that situation. In so, my opinion. So my question to you, and I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Do you think is a futile effort for black people to continue to lobby politicians from either aisle to be recognized when it has been established that this system has never been built for the thoughts, hopes, and dreams of African Americans. Are we working against ourselves when we do that? In a way, we are. Because not one, not either party has said anything about the black agenda. You hear what I'm saying? So when you looking at television, though, you seeing these people are either like you said, Meech, either they far left or far right. And either even though you may claim to be a Democrat, there are racists among Democrats too. So let's keep it real. Let's keep it a buck. Like, um, I don't care if you a Democrat or Republican. If you're going to stand up for your people and and, and, I, and I feel like they got us so spread out and they got us working towards the Democratic goal or the, the Republican goal, with how we how we want to see it, that we lose sight of, well, what is the goal that we need as people in order to thrive in this country? And that's the issue that I'm that I'm seeing, you know, even with Van Jones, I love I love the way he commentating and everything, but he's a diehard Democrat. Like, I'm not saying he's agreeing with everything, but he rolled with them no matter what. I believe I seen a clip of him <laughs> crying when Joe Biden won. That's my point. Like, bro, you know how knock many, it off. Right. Come on, man. Knock it off. Now, now, this 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 is the caveat. So what what is his expectations? Do he think that certain things gonna change because Joe Biden is in office? And there's certain things that Joe Biden did in his past that wasn't good for black people either. I'm just saying, he he made mistakes too. Now he a lot of people say, well, he admitted he made mistakes and all. That, but. What and that's and that and I'm, I guess that goes back to my point. Do black people have unrealistic expectations every <laughs> campaign year? Are those expectations unrealistic? <laughs> Now that we unify and control our dollars, like you say, Meech, we control our dollars as far as to where they go. Um, you got to think of African American. We, I'm gonna scratch that. Black people, we are the biggest commodity in America. 
a lot of people make a lot of money off of black people, man. And and we should be able to have a voice if we spending that much money. Goddamn me, we should be able to say something about how this country is ran and how our input should count. And where the hell we we would like to be at in this part of our life, you know what I'm saying? And we shouldn't be arguing about fucking uh, Black Lives Matter. Even though that's a conversation, but I'm just saying, how are we even having a fucking conversation about this? But see, that's all part of the this the origin of this country. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. you you hit a couple <laughs> things, and I really agree with the Black Lives Matter part. Um, that's so profound, and it's not a lot of us standing up and speaking against organizations that's not really benefiting the people as a whole. <laughs> people who are opportunists who corporatize real Absolutely. life. You can't you can't take a real struggle that I work every day and I walk outside with. You can't institutionalize that. When you institutionalize it, you dilute what the essence is all about. And unfortunately, we have people in institutions. Let me take this back. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have people within the, this institution that have merged or partner with other institutions further diluting the essence of what Black Lives Matter means. Mm, absolutely. So yeah. I don't like the premise because in, in one sense, you, you make it seem like black people are one monolith and right. we're not. Right. It's black people who don't believe in Black Lives Matter. A few. Unfortunately... The, the agenda that the media continues to propagate makes it seem as though a majority of African Americans are in support of Black Lives Matter. And that's just not the case. Right. Right. No. I agree with you 100%. So my concern is with this organization in particular is that they're campaigning for their own interests. <laughs> they're campaigning... For their own likes, <laughs> they have empty platitudes that they continue to project on Twitter or Instagram just to galvanize a fake woke movement. Whoa! <laughs> I, 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 listen, I'm just I gotta talk straight. Talk, talk about and I, it, and man. it ain't no disrespect because at the end of the day, you gotta understand. We know what Black Lives Matter mean. Black Lives Matter means accountability. If you change it and you focus on accountability, this is what our biggest problem is in this country. I see it day in and day out. And it just don't stop at the police force. No. But we see it on a level that is so overt on the police force that we see city officials continually refuse not to do anything by officers' bad decisions that they continue to make, and they know they can get away with it. That that's that's the real issue, like you said. They know they can get away with it. Like it's no accountability. Like if they had something in legislation where you can hold politicians accountable, this would be a whole fucking different and, and, country. And, and so that's where my problem goes when we start talking about that's when we start trying to come to politicians and we trying to tell them how we change things. And these politicians went to Harvard and Yale yeah. or they went to Ivy League school and they don't understand the dynamics of certain areas and neighborhoods, nor will they ever be able to relate because all they looking at is at for a photo op and, a, and, a, and an endorsement by someone in your community who can back them. Well, if you ain't vote for Biden, you ain't black, huh? <laughs> exactly. And then you you antagonize someone who has the testicular fortitude, no disrespect, ladies, who has the testicular fortitude to question or challenge why we continue to vote for a particular party that has not shown the ability to continue to hear the grievances of the people within that community. All right, I'm done, too. No, 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 no. But, but I, this, I, I got a question for you on that as Go far ahead. as that. Were you upset? With what Ice Cube did? I'm not. I'm not. He has every right as an American citizen. He is exercising his right as Absolutely. an American. I hate when Negroes... <laughs> I hate when Negroes try to 
Condemn. Put somebody yeah. in the wall and tell them what they should do. Right. Like I hate when Negroes tell somebody that they a person should not vote. I mean, he should vote. Pardon me. I'm glad you said that because I was, not to cut you off. Go ahead. But talk about that is the Roland Martin interview. Yeah. He couldn't call him. Couldn't have that conversation on a one-on-one situation and talk to him. Right. Like you try to make the man look stupid. But go on give him a little background because they might not know what they oh, talking about with well, Roland Martin. Roland Martin had an interview with Ice Cube. Yeah. He asked him about the platinum deal that Donald Trump presented to him. And then he told him, well, only so much of that money is going towards black businesses. And, you know, Ice Cube, he, he's not the political type guy where he's going to give you political answers. You know, he's a little bit more raw behind him. And, and, and he didn't have all the info. I, I ain't going to say he had, But the information that Roland Martin was, you could tell Roland Martin did his research. And, and, and you know, Ice Cube was just like, look, this is what I got. You know what I'm saying? This is, what, this is how it went. But anyway, he he, he kind of, he tried to make Ice Cube look like he didn't know what he was talking about in front of, you know, on the camera. And you know what that was all about. It was for the ratings. They didn't have shit to do with the real personal. Uh, uh, I feel like Ice Cube was investing in trying to figure out what do y'all have for the black agenda. Like seriously, I'm, I'm, I don't hear nothing from both either one of you parties about the black agenda. Tell me what y'all have, and then tell me what you have. I mean, I feel like it was a great move on his part as far as trying to figure out which party is really in line with 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 our. Um, goals and what we're trying to get out of this so i just feel like roland martin he was trying to he he was on one he was badgering ice cube you know all that stuff man it was neither here nor there that's that that could have been a conversation that, that's just like me putting you on tv meet you and being like oh well, let me ostracize him because i'm finna i gotta make sure i get these ratings and look good now if you was trying to make a point if you were so concerned about what Ice Cube was doing, you could have easily made that conversation. I know a lot of people don't like Ice Cube because they feel like he he do things a certain way, but at least he tried. That's how I looked at it. I looked at it, at least he tried to to get input. The the problem with a lot of people on the left, yeah, <laughs> let's just call it like it is, is that you want to censor people' opinions, facts, and so. When a Trump supporter comes around and expresses their feelings, you instantly call them a racist and you're wrong. You're wrong because you don't know. Right. Now, you can tell the few. <laughs> now, now, let's get on. You got common sense, the, the fringe ones. I mean, come on now. Just like you got common sense and some fringe, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> elements in other communities. Right. You got common sense. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Right. But. When we don't understand about, or what, let me take that step back. What the left don't understand about a lot of the Bible Belt states that continually vote Republican is they getting sick and tired of media trying to censor thought, mm -hmm. trying to press ideas and beliefs that that's not, that goes against their principle like homosexuality and gender, gender neutrality. These people should have a right to express their discontent for it. However, individuals, when they hear somebody say, well, I'm not against homosexuality, oh, he should be canceled. He needs to lose his job. What happened to a man having an opinion right. and you having your opinion, y'all agree to disagree with one another? Yeah. Real talk. So that is the downfall, in my opinion, of the left, and it's starting to pervade within the African American community. So now, black people are trying to tell other black people how to think. Yep, it's no different than that that one black person in the house is he telling about what everybody else doing? Because you got to be in line. It's the same symbolism. It's just a different form, mm. and it's more scattered that you ain't on the plantation, but you all around this country. You great, in Texas, yeah. you in you in uh, uh, 
New York and Boston and LA and Seattle and Atlanta, you all spaced out and it's it's micro, it's a microcosm of a macro problem. So it's a big ass plantation and, and that rhetoric is the plantation. Mm. And they trying to get you to work that rhetoric. <laughs> I like the way you uh Yeah, yeah I mean it just in, came yeah. to my head, but it, it just it's just what I it it came to my mind because I see that and it's just like it's bad. It's bad. I'm not gonna be your field person. <laughs> so don't get me caught up in that, your rhetoric. What'd you say? Not you can today. Work, you can work that plantation of, of lies. <laughs> I'm not going to work it. <laughs> oh, what'd you say? You know, the biggest battle though, that like you talking about the Bible Belt, uh, uh, Southern uh, Baptist and all that is the pro-life and pro-choice. Well, I agree. They, shoo, that's why they remain, you know. And that's why politics and religion shouldn't be interwoven. It's already in the, it's already in the Constitution, separation of church and state. However, for those who want, who want the benefit, yep. they have to put, assimilate their doctrine so they can get some more votes or cur curve votes or curtail votes or get people's support. So it's a clever way to maneuver something indirectly into their agenda yeah. so they can get more votes. Facts. Facts. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to... Uh... I ain't gonna get into that. That's a, that's a what? conversation by what? myself. What? The pro life and pro choice. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have to get in that either. <laughs> I don't have to get into that. Um, but the 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 thing that came out of this election, though, this how powerful the black vote was. Georgia flipped from being red to a blue state. I guess let me break it down. Georgia has been known as a Republican state for the longest. But this particular election, they flipped to a, a Democratic state. And kudos, I will say the kudos to Stacey Abrams and the mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, because they did a lot in order to help Biden get that, that win in that state. I mean, they was they was out there on the on the and it, and it was others that was out there too that was helping out, but they was really out there pushing, like you said on the agenda of the Democratic Party. <laughs> and let's let's I, I'm just curious on what is what do they plan I mean, okay, so they got that. What is their plan on how do they or what are they holding Biden accountable to by putting in so much legwork, putting in the work in order to cause flat out Georgia is a Republican state. Somehow they flipped it, and it was due to Atlanta, and it was due to uh, Macon, Georgia. A lot of and a lot of them places are Democratic uh, cities, but or counties, as they say. And I'm just curious on okay, y'all did this. What's you know in return? What what do you have as far as leverage? You know, trying to uh, as far as for the community, as I should say. Yeah, quid pro quo. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I should just said quid pro quo. Yeah, that's but, what I was saying. Yeah. It's just politics in general. That's what that's what they do normally. You know what I'm saying? Lobbyists give them money. They make sure they look out for their best interests. So it's is 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 nothing new that we're saying. This has been historical facts. It's been in the beginning of 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 the Constitution. So you know, I just think. But I do I do want to say this though. I, Go ahead. I think they do take the black vote for, for granted. I don't want them to think that we gonna always line up. I, I think we should have more control over our vote than what we do now. Because I feel like the Democrats feel like we are always gonna side with them, no matter what. No matter what, I think they feel like, hey, if you if you don't vote Democrat, then like like Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for Biden, you ain't black. You know what I'm saying? I I kind of took offense to that. I'm like, well, what does that, what does that mean? I mean, what does got what does got to do with you and your and you trying to run for office? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Democrats feel like, yeah, black people gonna always vote for me, and that may not be the case, and it may not be our best interest at heart as far as being progressive, and and. And seeing things happen for the for us the way we want to, you know what I'm saying. So 
always not try to think of myself because I remember I had remember I had this conversation with you on the phone. I don't always think of myself as the uh, the person that's heavily affected by politics. And what I mean by that is, right now I'm an employee. I work for some. I mean, I'm 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 working for someone, and no matter what changes happens, I'm always being employed in that in that job. You could be Democrat or Republican. I have not seen anything that has affected me personally when the presidential has changed. I have not seen a, this. This is I'm being honest with y'all. I have not seen anything beneficial and I have not seen anything detrimental. I just feel like that the course has been the same, no matter what changes as far as president elects or whatever. Now, the the caveat to that is if maybe if I was a business owner, I would feel differently of who I vote for because I need to see how they would line up with what how can I make money? Like you said, how can I make money and produce something uh that's not gonna cost me as much, but I can make a well enough profit in order to see some kind of success? So that's a different or if I don't have health insurance, you know, from a job, how can I see some kind of benefit with who's in office and who can offer me a good health care if I don't have any? So I just think they take us for granted at times, man, thinking that the black vote is always going to be in line with that. And that's not necessarily always true, you know. So I think we need to think about that. But in my experience, as far as who's president and who's what, it never affected me to the point to where I was like, damn, I just feel like I'm going to die, man, because this person in office. Motherfucker bill still the hey, inflation still the same. Goddamn me, it goes up no matter what, year to year. Living expenses goes up. I mean, when you think about it, shit, it seemed like the fuel always going up. Now it's like teetering, tottering now. But it didn't matter who was in office, man. I always felt like it was the same shit no matter what, bro. Am I wrong feeling that way? No. <laughs> You're not. You're not wrong. Oh, oh, in your past experience, have you seen a, a a well enough difference to be like, man, it's, hey, since this president was in office, man, I've just been making, you know, life has been good. You know what I mean? I always feel like I was striving just to be great. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I, I think we put so much on a pre- president for the wrong things. Absolutely. I don't think we really understand the capacity in which the president operates or how congress operates well i i think i think congress is a little bit easier to un- understand believe it or not <laughs> why you say that because you elect people out of your jurisdiction that's true that's true that's true and you know they making laws mm-hmm. a lot of times it can get confusing as to what capacity uh, our capabilities the president works within or we don't understand that generally the president has a micro view of everything Thanks. so I mean he can't see or he shouldn't be concerned about a lot of the micro problems he can give aid to certain agencies that can fund certain state and local agendas or initiatives but ultimately his job, in my opinion, is to focus on promoting and protecting the United States, making sure that businesses continue to expand, making sure that employee, employment expands as well, making sure that inflation continues to I mean, it goes, but at a slower so, rate. Yeah. Um, Interest rates and all that. Yeah. Even though the Fed is dealing with the economy, it behooves the president to have a, 
a general understanding and put people in place where he can trust, trust. and make yeah. sure it makes him look good. Yeah. Even though he has nothing to do with the interest rates and so on and so forth, he elect, he nominates or appoints or people who um, may um, make him look good in the long run. So I think it is, and ultimately it's just a, a broader lens the president views out of versus what we see <laughs> So let me pose this question then. Have you seen any significant changes on the local scene? Uh, being in the position that you, you 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 you've been in as far as who's been in office, have you seen like a difference or you know? I believe local politics are very important and I think that we can have good and bad changes and you can tell the difference so I do say I see certain levels of changes by I mean I do see certain levels of changes with the local politics I will say that and what kind of experiences have you had as far as you know you see an increase on your you know, page it or you seen them out. Uh, nah, I see an increase on my property tax. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the first noticeable changes that I've saw so it, in relation okay, to yeah, politics. Put, okay, well, put that in. So, seeing the increase in your property tax, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel like the man is getting me again. <laughs> And look, you know what? You know one thing I don't understand? And people got to understand, I pay taxes to the school district. Mm. I have no children. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Can I get a rebate? What you mean? I pay taxes to a school district I have no children in. What you mean? <laughs> I want to know how many Republicans in my district <laughs> who say I'm a socialist because I'm more central than they are. And I explained to them that I'm paying taxes in the district that you got kids in. Uh, so you feel like you should have some input in that then, shouldn't you? I should. Yeah. But I have no children. <laughs> so it'd be weird for a man with no children going up to PTO meetings. <laughs> PTA, what it is? A PTA? Yeah, PTO. Yeah, it'd be weird me going to a board of education. <laughs> Sir, do you have any children? No, but I pay taxes. That's the truth, though, right? It's the truth. It's the truth. You charging me money, I'm going to make your life hell. <laughs> okay. I'm done. But, but what about you? I mean, redirect the question. What about you? Well, like you said, on a local level, you do see those changes because it's it's more uh uh it's more effect. It affects you more, like you said, with the property taxes. Of course, I've seen an increase in my property taxes as well. Um, is that necessarily a bad thing? Not necessarily, right? But it's hurting my pocket, so. You know, I'm just seeing it for what it is, what is affecting me now. But I guess when I look in the long run, if I sell it, it should sell at a higher rate than what I bought it. If the property taxes is going up, right? Okay. Um, like you said, well, I'm just a little bit curious on how much influence they really have on like the increasing rates of. Now, stuff that we vote for, like on the ballot, as far as, you know, with utilities, if they increase in their stuff, something different. Um, but I look at things like the amenities that they can offer or bring to a neighborhood, um, how they making neighborhoods look now, street pavement, if if we got nice streets or not, you know, uh, beautification of, of a neighborhood. So I, I kind of look at those things and, and the businesses they can bring into the neighborhoods. So, yeah, I mean, when you put it like that, yeah, absolutely. You know, I look at it on the local level, yeah, it's been changes, you know. Um, 
because they the ones who who are heavily influencing individuals, you know, as far as if I get, you know, with the job we in, if we can get a pay raise or not. So <laughs> Right, that's true. So yeah, I mean, you you it, it's a lot of things on a local level that you, you but that's why it's very important that people should get involved on a local level. Um why you so laughing, man? I'm just taking in what you're saying. It, it, but it's it's the truth. Because they affect you directly than, like you say, as a president or, or a senator or even a house of rep. They the ones who can directly affect you. But you got to find a way to get their attention as well because locally they can um, – you can be forgotten as a neighborhood just because you don't bring in the dollars or you can be that sore thumb of a neighborhood in his district and they don't want to acknowledge that or they don't want to deal with it, in my opinion, at times. they rather let it just draw by the wayside and then don't want to address the problem. See, that's the problem I have with the politicians. They don't want to address it. But like you said, when you come from... When you don't be a part of these neighborhoods or these communities that are considered uh, uh, high high crime rate uh, neighborhoods, you're doing a disservice. And I feel like that you should be able to find solutions. And it may take you going into those communities and and and, and getting into the heart of the problem. And a lot of them try to avoid it, man. But but like I said before, anytime you centralize an idea, you dilute. Well, that's going to always, yeah. There's going to be a dilution of what you're trying to accomplish because ultimately you get it turns into a bureaucratic thing. Mm. I mean, I don't care. At every essence, I, I hate when people say, well, the government is so-and-so. The government is not a person. Mm -hmm. The government is made of people. So just as people in the government do things that's not becoming of the taxpayers, companies do those same things. So we have to stop looking at things as though the government is a living, breathing (laughs) institution (laughs) and see how as people form, consolidate into an institution, somehow there is a dilution of a pure idea that is helpful for all because there are people that get control and they want to shake up and move and they create a narrative. And that narrative or that agenda pervades throughout the organization. So even if you have a few people want to change the company culture or the culture of that organization is to clamp down on it and keep people as so. So to your point, I really don't believe we will ever get to a point in our political process where in which that politicians would truly understand the people and they would try to make it as better as possible because that's not how, how I see institutions. I mean, we can go back in history. We can look at the Catholic Church. <laughs> We can look at the Roman Empire, the Greek right. Empire. I mean, you you have to have some type of consolidation of thought and take out the purity in it to make it corruptible so you can control. Boy, that was that was a beautiful way you said that, and you are right. Because the culture inside the institutions won't allow you to go so far left. They're going to make sure that they maintain, like you said, put the clamps on you. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the way we're supposed to be moving now. Come on back in line. You're getting out of line now. It's time to check that. So you are correct in that analysis because I do agree with you. Politicians will not want to make noise because then you become that black boy. You become Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you you are absolutely correct. And I think the ideology will never change with these old um, philosophy or thinking that has been going on for years. 
And we talking about when the beginning of the Constitution started. So I always tell people it's always going to be a poor class. Always. Always will. Yeah. Mm. No matter how you look at it, you want to talk about capitalism and all that, it has to have a poor class. No matter what, man. That's just society, period. Every, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand, you know, how things are implemented, but I do understand that it's always going to have to be a poor class. Like, I was having a conversation with my daughter. She was like, well, you know, I understand people want to start their own business. She said, but somebody going to have to work for you then. I said, unfortunately, baby. Somebody got to be the worker and somebody got to be the, got to be the, the own, you know what I'm saying? The, the entrepreneur. That's just the way of the cap. That's what, that's how capitalism work, bro. I, I know I'm jumping off into a whole nother thing, bro. I'm my bad, but, but you're right. It's just an institutional mind frame that they have established to where they're not going to allow you but, to, but, to move but, outside. But think about this as well. Um, because in these, institutions they create bylaws or memorandums or understandings or operating agreements and that is only to protect them mm. it's not really to protect the people nope it's to protect them yeah even the laws that we have in this country is to protect the people in power facts so think about that when you break a law was never meant to protect you those rights were never meant to protect you as an individual those rights were to protect the people who had power and property or had influence so they can control you in a way so they are protected. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we speak to truth to power, you got to understand that when you break free from bondage, you, you, you start to see that none of this matters with these different parties because what happened now happened thousands of years ago. ago. So we just repeating history, rinsing the cycle that <laughs> Is gonna keep happening in humanity because our nature, our, as though though we feel like we so advanced and civilized, the true nature of who we are hasn't changed since then. Oh, it's facts. Hey, what? It's a sidebar. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. When you said as humans, so I was having a conversation with my wife, and she was like, uh, she said something to the point to where she's like, I ain't no animal. I said, we are animals. And she was like, what do you mean by that? She was like, I'm not an animal. She said, I said, she said, I'm a human being. And so I was like, well, don't we all do the same thing out of out of out of necessity? And she was like, No, don't you think the human being is a little bit more civilized than an animal? I said, are we? <laughs> because animal instincts is based off of nature, right? They do things out of necessity. Now, we may be able to do, we do things in the same manner, but we may have wants that may interject in our necessities, but in the end, it's still the same. I, I just feel like as animals, when they living around this, in this world, they, they, nature, they, they just, they just going about their instincts. It's all about instincts with them. And it's, it's to me, you know, a, a human can make a decision. Okay, yeah, we can do this. We we may more be more advanced as far as thinking, but in my in my opinion, I don't think so. In in actuality, in my opinion, I feel like animals got the game, and we trying to figure out the game. In my opinion, because the animal is just thinking impulse and instinct. Oh, you see a lion, he said, "I got this is my kingdom, so I got to protect." None of all that emotion. See. We got to get away from, uh, I think a lot of time we, we try to put in emotional things and try to uh, affiliate it with our intelligence as far as that. But when you're thinking about life, man, I just, I'm looking at it from a macro sense. I'm not looking at the micros. And, and when you look at life, we all serving the same purpose. That's what I'm looking at. So I'm sorry, baby. I said I wasn't going to talk, but I'm, I'm talking about it. But it's all good. I love you, though. But. I would just, I just, what is your opinion on that, bro? Man, you hit on something so <laughs> profound. Uh, man, that's good. That's very good. Because ultimately, I, I know for a fact that we've become too civilized to the fact that we have 
entrusted this so-called intelligence we had to so much of a degree that we look down on everything, everything else. else around us. Yeah. Still, we operate in the space of animal instincts. But however, we've become so civilized that we don't have to use some of the things that are innately within us. You get what I'm saying? So you, I was looking at a squirrel one day and it went and went in a kind of was digging some up, put some down. I'm like how he wore his marker, but he was that's a form of intelligence for one, but that that is instinctive without him having even put a marker oh. down. He know where it's set. Exactly. And so as we so in a sense, like algorithms, right? I know this might sound confusing to some people, <laughs> but a recipe to cook something is like an algorithm. Facts. All the algorithm is is make steps easier to do something. So as we've created different algorithms in life to make our life easier, easier. yeah, we have slowly and slowly lost certain instinctive na- things that we've had innately within us due to us want to be more efficient in certain processes that we do. So if any, in our actuality, we have taken a human's experience some of the human experience out of being human Mm -hmm. and if anything we more programming programmable to be in a way in which we believe we are a human being but in actuality we are uh, an android (laughs) not an iphone not an android (laughs) because an android is a little mini thing it definitely reflects it that's facts man that's facts Hey man, we we we've been talking for about an hour, man. So I think it's that time, bro. I ain't even noticed we've been talking that long, bro. No, it's a good conversation because I think ultimately we have to understand that despite the landscape we in, and despite some of the things I said, I find hope in who we are as people and, and understanding the importance of impacting people we love and, and cherishing and making mm. good moments because ultimately you can't control a world which isn't really ready to love, but you can love in a world that's hateful. Mm. So you got to have a mentality to be willing to grow and not get caught up too hard on a lot of the nuances that make you frustrated and annoyed. It's just too much to live for. So the hope is in you, the light is in you, and the opportunities is who you can affect in a positive manner. I can't follow this shit. <laughs> 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 hey, one, hey, Santa knock on Kamala and Joe Biden, man. We hey, we happy that y'all got it, but the real work starts now. That's all we saying. So um, we appreciate y'all for listening, man. It's Dropping Juice Podcast, man. Rothschild, Sinclair's are the one writing the story. I forgot Wayne <laughs> told me to say that. <laughs> we doing it. Yeah, so, hey, man. We, we chalking on the side sidewalk. <laughs> I got you, big dog. What we doing? We chalking on the sidewalk. <laughs> the rain gonna come and wash it off. We just chalking on the sidewalk. We want freedom. Thunderstorm the next tonight. Wash it away. They wash it away. Hey man, we... I like that way. That's a good one. What do you say, man? Now I like that. We chalking on the sidewalk. That's a that's a good one. That's a good one. But go nah. ahead. Nah, man. I was just gonna say, man. Y'all can catch us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we on all streaming apps. I mean, streaming uh, uh, platforms, man. You know what it is, man. Drop a juice podcast, and we out, baby. You ain't got nothing to say, man. You good? I'm good. All right. (laughs) I'm good. Nah, that was good. That was real good. Nah, that was, man, it's crazy because we think we so civilized. Yeah, man.